0: Hi, friends. Well, from gorgeous springtime in Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher.
1: And coming up today, Dan, on the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about life
0: and death and kooky ideas. And so. wacky <laughs> beliefs and how to deal with them. Ooh, doggy. Oh, man, it is. There's some dicey believing out there it's, and uh it's a rough world and a lot of us bang up against it in the person of a loved one and yeah uh, you know and then it and uh, then it gets weird yeah don't uh, make it weird guys oh no
1: yeah <laughs> just just be nice be good all right well dan yeah <clears throat> uh, there's a, a new message coming out from the church of england they want everybody to know that it's, it's okay to be single. It's okay. Because, oh. because you know, Jesus was single.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is literally their message. Um, this is from a, a, a report that was um, commissioned by the most reverend Justin Welby and the most reverend Stephen Cotrell, mm. uh, those are the, the, they are the archbishops of Canterbury and York, respectively.
0: Yeah, the the number one and number two, I believe, in, in, in that the, organization. In the Church of England. Uh, from
1: the, this is from the report, like I said, Jesus's own singleness should ensure that the Church of England celebrates singleness. <laughs> uh, they, uh, uh, we have an amazing opportunity to reimagine a diverse society in which all families and loving relationships are valued and strengthened, promoting the stability that enables us all to thrive in a variety of family constellations, including being single.
0: Can you imagine living a life so <coughs> tied into one like vision for humanity mm. that the thought of just Uh, not being partnered uh, like you have to like walk your brain through. (laughs) Could that possibly be acceptable? Yeah. Uh, Is that really, is it okay?
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's, that's where they're at. And it's, it's really telling. Uh, the report (laughs) also says living alone does not make someone lonely or isolated, (laughs) especially if people are well supported and connected. The, the, the report also calls for more suitable social housing to be made available uh, for single people who need a place to live after separation, divorce, or serving a prison sentence. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> you know what? I love it, though. After divorce <laughs> or a prison sentence.
0: Or, you know, they go to jail, <laughs> probably need a place to live.
1: Uh, plenty of people come out of prison also still married.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right? I, I do think, you know, I think that this is actually sh- stupidly, like it shouldn't be, but this is actually a very important message for them to be.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Like
0: it's easy to make fun of also
1: because they're like, sort of just like,
0: oh yeah, Jesus was single. It's like, um, yeah. So it's like this big revelation for them. <laughs> Listen, guys, I don't want to blow your mind. <laughs> but it might actually be okay not to have a
1: partner. Uh, The article that I read uh, made sure to point out that, um, you know, that they're also sort of wrestling with the LGBTQ reality in this world. And, uh, and that they're, they're just struggling to get right with sort of modern life and people and how we are. And the fact that like, they still couldn't uh wh- wh- while they while they made an apology to the gay community for not supporting gay marriage <laughs> or for being so mean in the past that they still couldn't support gay marriage or something like that yeah like it's just like okay well i'm sure the single people are lining up as well yeah to, to w- thanks to your warm embrace church of England. yeah
0: it's just you. wow it's just <laughs> When people just going about their daily lives, just daily doing their way through their lives, and you have to go, oh, my God, I got to wrap my head around this.
1: <laughs> and, and we better come up with a statement saying that we're okay with you. <laughs> just, you're okay.
0: I love the idea that they're still wrestling with the gay. Th- Stop wrestling. Just, yeah. You're okay. It's okay. Nobody else
1: is, well... I guess lots but lots of people here's the deal nobody else is wrestling with it everybody's already made up their mind right yeah. and uh there's the old church of England just uh I, just I like, suppose oh, well, we, we should don't.
0: appreciate the wrestle we should be like thank you for not just having decided that it's wrong yeah like thanks for appreciate for for like acknowledging that there's a wrestle to be had <laughs> But oh my god, this is an easy one.
1: The the, the wrestle's just starting to seem a little uh, a little dated.
0: A little, it's quaint, so
1: dated. a little quaint, just like the C of E itself, I
0: suppose. <laughs> right. Like the institution <laughs> itself. It feels anachronistic, just as a concept. Yeah, indeed. Oh my god. Well, congratulations, single people. There's another group that uh, that says you're okay. So there you go. Um uh, there's a new musical coming out, Frank. Oh, really? I love musicals. I hope you're excited about it. Okay. Uh, it, it it's written by a a teenager, actually. Well, really? she's she's not a teenager anymore, okay. uh, but but she was when she wrote it. A a, a nice homeschool Texas girl. Oh no! By the name of Anna Miriam Brown, okay, uh, who who didn't even know how to play piano but uh but felt called <laughs> the, st- no. the story the story is that she was feeling uh she was she was getting over some heat stroke on a <laughs> on a mission trip in Kenya <laughs> and a friend played the Hamilton album for her oh, and she no. was she suddenly felt called to write a Jesus uh <laughs> Musical. Some of my best
1: ideas have come when I had the heat stroke though, Dan. So I totally, it, right? I totally it, get it this. Is,
0: like, I one wonders how many times uh Jesus has spoken to the heat stroked <laughs> of the world. <laughs> uh this this particular production though has got legs. Uh it oh, yeah? apparently attracted some some heavy hitters. Including a guy who who produced something on Broadway back in the early aughts, uh, and a, a director who has who has directed something on Broadway as recently, I think, as like twenty fifteen. So, you know,
1: mm-hmm. big stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: And are you ready for this? Mm, yeah. Uh, some of the, uh, the the show's producers, the Duck Dynasty guys. No kidding. So uh, they, the the yeah. venue that they've that the, they've decided on is actually a very a big uh, sort of in in the style of Greg Locke. It's a giant tent. Wow. Uh, the, the 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 you know heated and air conditioned as appropriate. Huh.
1: Um, okay. So how, how are appra- how are the reviews like? Is it? Is it I don't a, think, I, is it attracting
0: I, much buzz. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing yes because. Everything that has Jesus in the title and has this much money backing it mm-hmm. is, uh, is is quickly gets a lot of attention in the yeah. South, especially. They apparently raised seven and a half million dollars for the damn thing. What? So, there you, the, it's happening. It's legit. It's real. <laughs> I've never been in a production that had seven million dollars behind. No, it. I, I couldn't even raise fifteen hundred
1: dollars on paid like. On, on uh, GoFundMe or uh, a whatever. GoFundMe for a short film. So yeah. Wow. Uh,
0: right. so anyway, it is uh it is the story of Jesus. That's one we've never heard before. <laughs> it's a uh so wholly original retelling. That. I actually um, went and listened to some of the music from it. Uh and you know, it's not it's not bad music. It's just yeah. uh yeah, I mean, you know, this is This young woman is apparently uh, very talented, and and of course, people who really know what they're doing are now stepping in and, you know, filling out orchestrations and that sort of thing. Sure, yeah. I mean, Hamilton it ain't. I'll say that. (coughs) But also, God, if ever there was a story that doesn't need another retelling, (laughs) there's already even musicals about it. Why do we need we apparently we need a whole nother one? Yeah, but were they inspired by heatstroke, Dan? Right uh, that, sorry, that is sorry. that is a good question. uh one of the one of the producers, he's the one who you know, did a Broadway show back in in 20 2003 or whatever, like his name his name is Bruce Lazarus, and like his namesake, apparently this is reviving his career, his dead career. <laughs> Oh man. So anyway, yeah. uh if you're if you're uh looking for to looking to get preached at yeah. his story the musical uh is his coming soon story. to opens near Dallas. That is in, so good in May. Wow.
1: This girl's going places. Yeah. I can't wait until she gets a gallbladder attack. She, she, like, she's going uh,
0: places uh meaning <laughs> Branson. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: funny. All right. Oh Dan are you familiar with the topic of dark skies? Uh the idea like, of dark skies?
0: Like like places where there's not a lot of uh man-made light so that you can see more stars. Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. kind of there's like this there's a little bit like you can actually go online and
1: you can find uh you can search for like dark sky places to go. Yeah. And do stargazing and and whatnot. And here in Utah, we're actually we've got tons of dark skies. Yeah. Um, and one uh county, Wasatch County, uh, which is where Heber City is, Dan. Sure. Um, so for the, those who don't know, that's sort of uh, uh, south of Park City. That might be the best way to orient yeah. yourself if you know where that a is mo-
0: a mountainous area. Mountainous
1: area. It's the Wasatch back, they call it. So we're <laughs> on the Wasatch front. That sounds that sounds dirty, but anyways, um. That is what they call it. Uh, this surprised me. Heber or uh, Wasatch County rather um, has some very friendly lighting code to sort of the dark skies concept. Okay. Um, they don't, re- they haven't historically regulated like residential, but in commercial settings, like they, they had rules that uh, you couldn't uplight anything. Right right all all the all the lights all, at night all need to illumination be pointed down. had to point down, and while the area was largely rural and kind of just a small town small mountain town vibe um that was enough, but as the area has grown it's uh they, they've started to realize that they probably need to do some more work on their their dark skies ordinance um <laughs> and especially. Now, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints oh, is building a temple
0: in oh, Hebrew. And they do yes. nothing
1: but uplighting the, on it's,
0: their temple. It's, it's literally the entirety <coughs> of
1: their aesthetic. Yeah. They make those things shine. They want them to glow at night. They want them highly visible. And yeah. the church, the Mormons uh wanting wanted nothing to do with this zoning ordinance
0: no uh and and they and to be clear that that county is heavily mormon yeah and
1: so they uh they requested that the code be amended um to allow for their fucking lighting s- scheme mm-hmm. and of, yeah. and of course the county capitulated yeah. Um, they did do some decent work on sort of, it, it's clear that they, they were like, well, if we're, if we're getting rid of our prohibition on, on uplighting, we're going to do some other stuff. And so they they've added some, there's now a curfew lights have to be shut off after a certain time. That's great. Um, for, for commercial, for, for commercial, anything not sort of in residential. So this will affect the temple. The temple will have to go dark, uh, after a certain hour and um there's going to be caps on how bright the lights can be and also the uplighting ha- must be captured by the building all the light must be captured by the i don't know if they know how lighting works entirely <laughs> i was gonna say but um, um
0: i don't i don't know that may mean something that i'm not understanding yeah. this this
1: thing ain't painted vanta black right like <laughs> it, it's gonna reflect some light off and do that glowy thing they like so much Um, but I I thought it was really interesting. Just the idea of like the Mormon church muscling their way into this community and that is so heavily Mormon and just being, yeah, but what about us? Right. Your little, your little code here is getting in. Like, couldn't they just get
0: creative with their lighting? They've got so much money. Do you know who you're talking about? <laughs> they can't get creative about literally anything. They are the least creative group. I mean, they yeah. Unless you need to do a, a road show. Yeah. <laughs> at which point they are. That's, in, wow. That's, that's just amazing. The inside reference right there. Um, but yeah,
1: so it'll be interesting to see how much light pollution this thing does contribute uh, in an area where you can still see the Milky Way with no problem. Yeah. Right at night and it's uh,
0: actually stunning. you know, we we city dwellers kind of forget mm. sometimes how amazing the night sky can look. Yeah. And then you catch it when you're, you know, when you're out in the wilderness and holy shit, it is a different experience. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a moment for like it inspires awe. And yeah. and uh yeah, I I know when I've gone out um, meteor watching, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's such a great time because you're just staring at the sky for you know a couple hours. Yeah, and uh, and it's just wild. Some of these places that we have that you can just go and it's just so the stars are just like right there. Yeah, and too bad about the
0: ones that are falling down.
1: I know, and too bad about poor Heber. Oh. Like they're losing, but they're gonna lose out because of a super no, no, bright now Mormon temple. Be,
0: now the awe will be inspired by the beautiful temple. <laughs> the Mormons are just like, how dare you
1: look at the sky?
0: Yeah, look That's at. That's not us. where you get awe. <laughs> you get awe from our bad architecture. That's where awe comes from. Oh, and it's so bad. Ugh. It's the, so bad. It, and the 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 more the l- more we progress through time, the worse it gets. I don't know what they're doing, but they are on a very. <sighs> bad downward trajectory that way. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, we're going to keep it Mormon here. Oh, all right. Uh, but we're going to move to Riverside, California, where a uh, a lawsuit has gone through that has had a much better uh, outcome than the one that we've been talking about in Arizona. Um, similar setup. Uh, so trigger warning, we are going to be talking a little bit about molestation by family members. Yeah. <sighs> um, this is about a woman who was molested for literal years by her stepfather uh, from age five until she was 14 mm. and went to her bishop, her church leaders, multiple times and told them about this and was given the brush off, was told to forgive, oh which my. is cruel, was told, uh, you know, that she needs to just pray about it was told everything, but what she needed to be told, which is we're going to do something to stop this. Um, she finally eventually went to her, uh, high school or, or junior high coach. I think it was her high school basketball coach. Uh, and, and the coach then, uh, you know, went to the school counselor and they turned they turned this guy in and he mm. uh he pleaded guilty and went to to prison mm. uh for three whole years. Wow. Anyway, she has now sued as a as a civil suit and uh and been awarded a a not small amount. Um oh. now when I first read it I was like aha so it was She was awarded $2.3 billion, which is uh, astounding, a a jaw-dropping number. Uh, I don't know where it's going to come from, though, because here's the thing. The suit named the stepfather, named her mother, and named the church. Now, the church and the mother have already settled. Oh, wow! they're part of the lawsuit. Uh, the oh. church apparently paid a million dollars in December and the mother settled for 200,000 in February. Um, Does the dad have it? I don't know. Um, you know, the article that I saw was from the Associated Press and they weren't naming the names of the people in order to protect the woman, yeah. uh, the, the victim's identity. Um, so I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe she has a billionaire father Her stepfather, super
1: rich Mormon. Who's like, that's wild.
0: Yeah. Like, why but, would they
1: make that kind of
0: an award if there was Zippo chance of it being? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, wow. Maybe just so that she owns him for the rest of his life. I, uh, yeah. Not that any who would want that. You just want to, you just want it to be over with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny because the church uh, in their in their settlement did get to not admit to wrongdoing, <laughs> which is some fucking bullshit. Yeah, cool. I feel like I feel like a million for a million dollars. You have to admit to wrongdoing. You have to be over the ten million mark to not to get to not admit to anything. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Boy, I hate that the church settled. Yeah, knowing that but,
1: this jury was like willing to like go there yeah
0: wow but that kind of yeah it's tricky it's tricky i mean i i don't quite if it uh, what i care about is this woman getting some uh some restitution so if if a million dollars is good enough for her yeah great i'm happy with it yeah
1: i just and you're right it's not it's not my uh my beef with the Mormon right. Church, um, yeah. my beef is worth two point three billion dollars. <laughs> right, which is actually a horrible thing to say because because yeah, your beef is s- half situation. as bad as yeah her exactly beef. yeah yeah yeah. But anyway, all right, Dan, yeah, got a a story here that Is I'm just calling death by religion. Ooh. Um, this has to do, oh God, this story. and this is an evolving story, everybody. So some of these numbers I'm gonna say I, I tried to revise them as of the recording. Um, the the most recent and best articles I could find were already had the wrong numbers because the wow. the body count just keeps going up. Oh God. Um, this is uh, maybe you've heard about it. It was the uh, Kenya um, starvation cult. Oh God!
0: I did read about that.
1: Good Lord! Police have now recovered 103 bodies from mass graves uh, in a forest in eastern Kenya. Um, It's an 800 acre forest that has been declared in its entirety a crime scene. Wow! The uh, The whole forest is just whole forest. 800 acres is a lot of land. Yeah, like that is a big, big place. And apparently, yeah, there are mass graves everywhere. One of the quotes from one of the investigators, one of the people on site, um, said that basically they just keep looking for big crosses, and wherever they find a big cross, there's at least five bodies. Oh God! Um, so just to back up a little bit, um, this was this the the, the cult leader. Uh, his name is Paul McKenzie in Thege is. My best guess is how to say his last name in, in Thege. I'm just going to assume you nailed it. I think I did. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, Paul McKenzie. Right. And then you, you throw that at me. Anyway, I, I bet I'm not that far off, but I'm not yeah. going to obsess about the name. Um, <laughs> Good. Let's see. Uh, he's been arrested. Um, okay. And, so uh, he, he himself didn't starve to death. No, 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 no. He told people to starve to death. As a way of meeting Jesus. Oh. Um, you starve to death, you meet Jesus. Is what he's saying. He's uh, He is the founder, I believe he's the founder, of the Good News International Church. Hey, I got I some good like, news for
0: you guys. I feel like his definition of good news <laughs> and mine d- <laughs> might differ. A little.
1: <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Intege was uh, seen shouting praise Jesus as he was escorted by police following his arrest. This is uh, his own lawyer says, uh, the court is of the opinion that he might interfere with the investigations. What? Um, and so they've, they've whisked him away from the scene. Um, there now, now this, so I said 103 bodies have been found as of us recording. Uh, as also as of us recording 253 people are sort of can, I'm sorry, 259 people are considered missing. Oh, uh, so yes, that, that, that number is going to go up. Um, of that 259, 130 of them are children. Um, there's recounts of whole families being found in one grave, parents and children, so this is from um, the Kenyan Interior Minister, and out of just respect for these people, I'm not. Do I say their name? Do I butcher their name, Dan? the minister. Yeah, this is the the minister. Uh, his name is. Uh, he's the Interior Minister, right? So right. a government official, uh, Kathuri uh, Kandiki, okay. uh, and he says, uh, and I love this. He says the purported use of the Bible to kill people, to cause widespread massacre of innocent civilians cannot be tolerated. I just, I just like that. He's like, he's being clear. This is religion. This is, you cannot just go out and use whatever you want. You know, some find some weird justification in the Bible somewhere. And uh, like, you know, I feel like an American investigator of some similar incident wouldn't be so quite quite as direct about, well, hey, here's the, the, the thing, you though, can't use what, the Bible to kill people.
0: What he doesn't say, and what none of the believers will ever admit, is look at how easy it is to use this fucking <clears throat> book mm-hmm. to convince people to literally starve themselves to death. Yeah, Yeah. That can't. That can't be a
1: healthy book. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> I
0: don't um, know. It's, it's when when it also goes to show that people are just desperate. You know what I mean? There are people who are in such a a bad way, either emotionally or you know, sort of economically or whatever, that they will do insane things to feel a sense of hope. Yeah
1: including starving themselves. I, 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 yeah, I guess there is some good news here. 34 people have been rescued, uh, since okay. the graves were discovered just last week, I believe. And hopefully that, that number goes up. Um, yeah. I don't know if that one will. Yeah. You, you know, you, 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 think about other incidents, you know, like Jonestown, right? Yeah. Where the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid comes from because they poison themselves with right. Laced Kool-Aid. Or heaven's um, gate, or, or yeah, and it's just like, I, I don't know how to wrap my head around it. I don't, I don't know. Like you're like you're you're talking about people's, you know, what situation they must be in. Yeah, but like also this propensity to believe and to get caught up in a culture, right, and in a group where the the group think, you know, you start going along with the crazy shit that's going on around you.
0: Well, and it We're never just starts wired crazy. So exactly. Yeah. It starts really cool. Yeah. Like it's this amazing thing and you're like, "Oh, man, I I'm part of something interesting and neat." Yeah. And then it just starts devolving from there. And uh and and if you can't keep hold on to your own sense of It's just a bad sign when your religion when when when, when the authorities have to go and rescue people from your religion. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Yeah yikes all right well <laughs> speaking all right i'm gonna close this out with one more mormon thing oh uh, great i i don't like to go to mormon in a, in a thing but this one i couldn't believe it. this comes to us from the deseret news which is the mormon owned newspaper here in salt lake city such a good paper everyone everyone you should check <laughs> just, it out just it's the best quality, reporting of all time. quality quality reporting yeah i my eyes just rolled a little too hard and now they're there there's a little pain there it's fine um so frank when i when i mention a mormon mission but i tell you that it is uh it is not young people but old people uh on this mission (laughs) what what do you what do you think about what are you imagining well
1: they they usually have like these like um yeah. Like these older Mormon couples who will go on like activation missions. That's what I kind of remember Mm. is like, they'll go and they'll serve an award and they'll go visit the, the less active. Yeah. Um, and or they'll,
0: or they'll visit, you know, some, the poor or, you know, do, yeah. Do some nice things. They're various.
1: They've they've expanded the, the reach of some of these things. And I think even like the older couples, I don't even know everything that they used to do but that was one i was familiar with yeah Uh,
0: i've even heard of of missions that are you know older couples that go and they they you know sort of just talk to inmates in prisons oh yeah
1: or i know uh, i know back in the day i knew somebody that went and uh, did a genealogy mission okay yeah they they went and served downtown salt lake at the
0: genealogy center and they and they they yeah yeah, yep entered did data entry or whatever (laughs) This one's a little bit different. Okay. Um, this is the, Claire Huff has been called on a mission, apparently, a full-time mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is, I cannot stress this enough, an entirely voluntary position. Oh, boy. Um, and Claire Claire's, Claire, is a man, uh, to be clear. Uh, Claire's job on this mission is to tend... Flocks of game fowl in uh on on the southern shore of Utah Lake here it, down in in Utah County <sighs> okay. in, here in Utah yeah which the the church owns the land and owns the flocks and and you know this guy goes and plants uh you know foliage that is flock friendly. <laughs> Uh, okay. And feeds them and whatever, and uh, and then people go and pay to hunt them.
1: Oh no, no, That's no, 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 no. So no, no, no.
0: <laughs> this is this is a for-profit
1: activity it, for
0: the for the church.
1: It, they They're making money off this thing.
0: It is a private hunting preserve oh, my. that the church owns. And they make this guy work it. He's a biologist. Oh. They make him work it for free. They don't pay him anything. He's given up his uh, like they don't even
1: reimburse his gas. right? Probably not. No, know they, they don't. <laughs> that's the little thing. You pay for your own mission, right?
0: Yeah. L- uh, I don't know how this is legal. That is just a business, and it is operating with slave labor, voluntary labor. Okay, God damn it! And they're not paying any taxes, and people are paying exorbitant sums. I'm sure to this, yeah. To to go and hunt there, oh, I'm just sick. They are so
1: the things they are getting away with, right? Yeah, like the fact that they don't even have. Like they don't even, they used to, when I was a kid, they paid a janitor to clean the church and now it's just people from the ward. You have to like go and clean toilets on the, you know, as your service, right?
0: Even that I understand more than this.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, but it's all sick, right? Like here's this multi-billion dollar organization, right? Yeah. And multi-billion doesn't even, yeah, doesn't even capture the amount of money that they have. Right. And, uh. And the fact that they just can't even pay somebody just to like, like to go do something that they're making money off of.
2: Yeah.
0: They're making money.
1: It's just so sick. A
0: lot of money. People are paying $1,500 to go and hunt.
1: And this poor guy, (laughs) he's like, he's, they're like, oh, he's a bi brother. So-and-so he's a biologist. Let's get him out there. He'll know know what to do. He's out there. Make
0: him live. Sort of separate from all of his friends, you know, 20, 30 miles from anyone he's he's living in. He and his wife live on this, you know, huge plot of land far away from anybody. Right. It's it's an absurdity. (sighs) I just I I can't wrap my head around it. Why has the IRS not said, oh. You guys aren't a nonprofit organization. What are we doing here? You have to pay taxes on all of this stuff. Yeah, I just—it's—it's—it's just—I I don't get it. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> if if we have any any tax attorneys out there who would like to explain this to me, feel free to write <laughs> into us podcast at atheist dot com
1: or call and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two stick around there's more show coming up
0: well frank yeah our listeners may remember the name jason rapert uh he i think he's in arkansas i think he's a a state he was a state senator or state he was a lawmaker in arkansas and he founded a group which i'm sure is a wonderful wonderful organization called the national association of christian lawmakers <laughs> fine people yeah just just the best of all the of of, of what protecting has to offer. all of our rights everyone yes Very into rights uh, for everyone, for sure. (laughs) And just so that you don't get it, you know, we could be accused, you and I, Frank, of maybe exaggerating just how nasty a group like that could be. Like, how bad could they be? They're Christians. (laughs) Christians are all about love, right? That's the whole... The Uh. central message of Jesus Christ was to love thy neighbor. So there's nothing... They they couldn't be that bad. Um well I'm just gonna say that he's gonna launch in and the first thing you're gonna hear, he is talking about uh the the Democratic Party. That is course, that yeah. is who he he's
2: talking about.
0: The new thing Wynton. he says
2: when he says the following. Okay. It's an antichrist cult. You know, I keep searching for the proper term here to use for this to describe it. Aspects of the Antichrist cult include atheism, includes Planned Parenthood as an organizational instrument. The Democrat Party has been enlisted to further the Antichrist cult in our country. Uh, The Satanic Temple, the Satanic Church, all of these entities undermine the Word of God, the power and the story of creation, and what is normal. And it is a cult, and it is taken hold in this country. We've seen it. But I believe that it can be cast down, and I believe that it can be overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit in our nation, the power of the Holy Ghost that resides in believers. We've been given power in the name of Jesus. We speak to this Antichrist cult in the name of Jesus and command it to let loose and be brought down, and be cast into the sea in our country. Let loose of our people, let loose of our schools, let loose of our universities, let loose of our churches, be gone from our government in the name of Jesus. Did it you work? know, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. If he was truly a man of
0: faith, mm. and if he, was, if he genuinely believed the bullshit that was vomiting out of his mouth, He could just leave it at that. He could just pray about it and rely on the power of God to stop us. Right. That seems reasonable. Don't do things. Stop doing things and just pray it away. It should work. How powerful is your God anyway? Right. If you can't get rid of Democrats with just prayer, honestly. Just <laughs> stop conniving. That's all I want. Mm. Anyway, uh, so that's what we're up against. I, you'll recall, I—I I mean, I think he's especially hurt, but hurt because he was the one who was kind of defeated by the the Satanic Temple when he wanted to put up. I mean, he got his his uh his Ten Commandments monument up, right. and then it wasn't even the Satanic Temple that t- that got it down again. It was a crazy Christian that drove his car into it. You remember all that? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. I think that was him. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. Anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time looking it up. Uh so <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we had some folks write into us. Uh so I'll launch into that. Graham wrote into us to say, Hey, Frank and Dan, I'm a couple weeks late, but let me just throw this little anecdote into your discussion about Muslim timekeeping devices. And electronic versions of the call to prayer. We had a lot of response to that. That's story. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, the, it's a great story because, like, it's, because none of us want to hear that goddamn thing hollering <laughs> at five in the morning. It touches a nerve. Uh, uh, Graham says when I taught at a school in Qatar, or Qatar, or wh- however it's pronounced, uh, uh, I shared an office with one of the Islamic studies teachers. He was an extremely devout Egyptian fellow, and he had an app on his phone that would play the call to prayer five times a day at maximum volume. Oh, God. The app could not be silenced in any way. (laughs) I suppose that would have been disrespectful to Allah. So the call would play in full every single day, and it was long. Because he was in the habit of leaving his phone in the office when he went to his classes, I got into the habit of turning off his phone whenever I was there so that I wouldn't have to endure the deafening noise. Oh, my God. Is that legal to do, in Cutter? I Probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Are you saying is it legal to turn off his to phone? To turn off the phone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You could get know. in trouble. Yeah. My goodness, it's like that. It, it, you know, you're you were in a place where the call to prayer, I'm sure, happens. You probably don't need the phone thing, right? And then, and then he's away from his phone when it happens. He's in that his class and he vile. doesn't have his phone.
1: What? Yeah, no. You just I, I, leave it somewhere. This is a horrible person
0: and, and a horrible <laughs> app. Just everything about it is just awful. Not a, an unacceptable Islam. Do better. Be better. Mm. Uh okay. Uh Chris wrote in to say, Hey, Frank and Dan. I became a big fan of your podcast over the last few months, but uh for the second time I've heard you mispronounce the name of a religious group. Oh. Uh it says uh Sikhs. I, I purposefully sort of placed my vowel in the middle there, uh, are an ethno religious group from the Punjab region of India. Outside of India, they are most numerous in Canada, where I am located and i have the good fortune to make friends with members of the community the word s i k h is pronounced seek not sick as you can imagine no one wants to be called sick anyway uh here here's what i wanted to get to with chris and this pronunciation thing um there are many people online and elsewhere who have asked people to pronounce it sick because so
1: that's the Pronunciation in the Punjab region, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. So, the Punjabi or pronunciation, to. right. So I, I think I, I, what, I, what I'm calling for is that there, there isn't a correct way for an English speaker to pronounce that word. If you're in the, if you're in, in the, uh, the, the vicinity of a person uh, who is of that origin and who has a preferred pronunciation, I would definitely, I would honor that. However that person wants me to pronounce the name of their group, I will do it. Um, But we're not mispronouncing it. Uh, We are pronouncing it in the way that we've been asked to pronounce it by uh, other members of that community. Right. Uh, So if, you know, if members of of that community have said, have asked you to pronounce it, seek, not sick. By all means. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we're not, we, we're not getting that out of nowhere. We, we have actually like dug into it and tried to come up with what we think, what, with, with what is yeah the best way for us to pronounce it. And having talked to members of the community. Yeah. So it's not easy. I don't know. There's no, there's no, uh, Easy, you know, right and wrong on that question, uh, but I do appreciate when people yeah. write in to to try and give us some information. Yeah, of course. Um, no, and I look. I
1: did a quick double check online, and you find both pronunciations as sort of, um, sort of suggested pronunciations, right? right? And um, but I did find, uh, yeah, another person who was like, "No, I'm a member of this community," and our preferred is is sick so i was like yeah. okay fine that's good enough for me but seek sick, sick whatever
0: yeah uh it just uh yeah just don't call him late for dinner <laughs> um brad wrote in to say hey frank and dan i'm writing in response to this week's uh podcast episode which featured your interview with dr dan mcclellan hmm. Uh, and talking about the launch of the Data Over Dogma podcast, I was excited for the new podcast and went to read about uh, Dan's new co-host, and that's when I learned that he is, at least as far as I can tell, an active Mormon, and was for a long time employed by the LDS Church. Um, being an exmo myself, this gives me great pause. I haven't listened to the new show, and I'm on t- and I'm not on TikTok, so I fully admit my ignorance on on his expressed opinions but I'd have a lot of trouble accepting explanations of what the Bible actually says from someone who may at any point feel compelled to align it with the LDS worldview. Uh, I wish your interview with Dr. McClellan had touched uh, had at least touched on this issue because it's pushing me away from the new show. Am I overreacting here? If And if so, why? Uh, I wanted to read that because... Uh, it is a grave oversight that we didn't talk about that uh, mm. on the interview um, that is that is a very interesting uh, feature and or bug of the new podcast. Um, he is an active and believing member of the Mormon church. that is true, and that is part of what makes him so fascinating to me <laughs> because so much of his content goes flies directly in the face of uh, the beliefs of his of his church. Um, and he's willing to do that. Hmm. It's one of the things that I found most interesting about him. It's why I uh, ended up becoming friends with him in the first place was just because I literally kept... Like, when I first started watching his content on TikTok, I couldn't tell. I thought he was probably an atheist, but I couldn't tell what his beliefs were. And when I found out he was Mormon, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What do you, what are your thoughts, Frank, on the, the, the idea that, uh, of getting good unbiased scholarship from a, uh, from a believer? I mean,
1: it's the whole question of, you know, personal bias period, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you are looking for something that's just, you know like i i think i don't know that anybody can can tackle these kind of topics completely 100% unbiasedly right like right. we 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 can we can work to kind of push those biases away and try to like maybe even um make sure that we're identifying them so that when they do rear their ugly head we can confront them and ask the kinds of questions that you need to ask at that point, right? Um, but yeah, like I, you know, we all have like when we, I, it is good to know where somebody's coming from, right? So that you Indeed. can then check that against your own biases, right? And, yeah. and be like, okay, well, I, I don't know that I can trust that person because of yeah. X, Y, or Z, and then you just that's okay. That's that's your situation then. But as far as like, can somebody be a good scholar while being really close to a topic? Yeah, of course. You know, Um, I think it's
0: interesting. It's I, I think one of the, uh, you know, here's what I would say. A I'm there. So (laughs) you know that I don't have that bias, that particular bias. I have my own set of biases Uh and, uh, and those are going to inform how I approach the topics. But there's that. The other thing that I would say is it won't hurt you to hear you know biased scholarship. If you if you know you can listen to it and decide for yourself and if you don't like it then you don't have to keep listening. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't I I I think that's a that's a call that you can make by diving into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But I, I but I I,
1: I definitely hear the, the concern, right?
0: I do too. Yeah. I wouldn't I w- I would not be attracted to a uh I just if I just read about it on paper, I would not be attracted to a podcast about the Bible by believers. Because ninety-nine percent of my experience with believers talking about the Bible has been devotional. Has been, you know, where they're they're using the Bible and they're they're you know, they're, they're interpreting it through the lens of devotion of, of, of faith promotion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely not what our show is, at least from my perspective, but I'm, I'm happy to be, I'm, I'm happy to be told that, you know, if, if someone listens and doesn't like it, that's fine that, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's definitely not for everybody not everybody wants to listen to a podcast about the Bible. I understand that. So anyway, um, I trust Dan's scholarship. Personally, I have been exposed to a lot of it. I have had long, in-depth discussions with him. And, uh, and I trust him to be one of the most clear-eyed scholars I've ever met. Uh, and, one, and it's been shocking for me. Uh, and I can tell you that on the first few episodes, we've discussed God having a wife. We've discussed uh, a child sacrifice in the name of Yahweh. We've discussed, uh, you know, um, con- contradictions in the Bible, and uh, and a whole bunch of things. And he has not flinched from any of it. Hmm. Um we've got one we just recorded one it'll come out whenever it comes out and probably in a few weeks we're a few weeks ahead of this ahead of the curve but we just recorded one that was uh about the time in the bible where Yahweh actually loses a battle basically to another god Wow So I mean I think I I I think he pisses off more Mormons than uh than like him So if nothing else, that might intrigue you. Hmm. Well, all right. There you go. Um, we have some folks to thank, and I'm going to launch us into it. Um, we got we got a, a bunch of people on the PayPal side of things today. Um, our first person is uh, is anonymous. Wishes to remain anonymous, uh, but it, they will know that they are now granted. The, we're going to say that they're a priest. In in our priesthood, nice. So congratulations on that! Way to get some uh, some magic powers priesthood. for yourself.
1: Get the priesthood.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. Thanks also to Shane, who is a deacon now. Very um, nice. Very good. With a one-time donation, and to Steve, who is also a deacon. We thank you guys so much for for yeah. uh, for your lovely contributions. Pass that um, bread, guys. Yeah. Exactly. And if you. <laughs> Deep cuts, man. Mormon deep cuts. Here we go. Everybody's got magic powers. The the power to to, uh, pass bread around is a magic power in Mormonism. Just deal with it. Uh, If you would like to become a a donor to our little program, we would sure appreciate it. You can just go to ThankGodImAtheist.com and click on the support tab. And then uh, there's a little thing on the right-hand side that's about Patreon. You can become a a per-episode donor. Or on the left, you can look. At, you can find some ways on PayPal, and uh, and it all goes to us, and, and and it just helps to keep our show chugging. So we appreciate it, and we have one more person to thank, I believe.
1: For we you. do indeed, Dan. Germany, <laughs> our top. You didn't even donor. There you go. Our Lord and Savior. Peace be upon you. Yes, indeed. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks so much.
0: More show coming up. Oh, Franklin, uh, uh, Dan, I have recently encountered in my life, yes. a a difficulty uh, where I and I'm I I'm not going to get specifics here, okay. But we've encountered a a a very dire health situation, okay, that is accompanied by bonkers denial of medical. Tr- uh, science. This is, and this is not you. We're not talking. It's not about- me. No. Okay. okay, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> unless you ask my doctor, in which case Ooh. I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. No, no, I'm fine. Um, this is sort of family stuff. But, uh, but here's the, what it brought up for me, uh, and you and I have sort of had some discussions about, about this. Yeah, is the idea of what to do, what to do with. Bonkers conspiracy theory uh, belief systems. Mm. What to do with you know? There may be some less bonkers stuff. So, some of our listeners may have some stuff that you and I would would term uh, less correct <laughs> about things like you know Ayurvedic medicine sure. or you know yeah. holistic something or other. Oh dear God! Uh, you yeah. know, various. You're you're various and sundry alternative slash complementary medical thoughts right right um but what do you do when your loved one is really in the weeds or you're really in the weeds and then and then they want to either like what I'm thinking about is when someone is 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 in dire straits medically mm-hmm. and they don't want to take the course that you that the, the doctors are saying, the doctors are recommending that you know
1: that science is probably yeah. backing up that there have been studies and yeah, there's a trained professional standing a, well, yeah, there who's the, assessed your situation and it's like the this is the course of action and these are the
0: medicines that you need and and the thing is that doctors aren't always right. No, I think we can all acknowledge that.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, no. Um, of course, you know the whole idea of getting a second opinion. You know, yeah is, is sometimes a very good one. And other times it's like, you know, there's n- probably not a sometimes there's no time for debate, right? Right. And uh and you just have to trust the trained medical professional who's standing before you. Um uh, but yeah. nonetheless, yeah, and the the patient, your loved one, is like, nope. Conspiracy. Not doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: This person just wants my money and doesn't want me to be alive or I don't know, whatever it is.
1: They make more money off of you. If you live, right. (laughs) They don't want you to die. Like the most, the most cynical view of the medical profession that you could ever come up with. Right. (laughs) Right? That they're just money grubbing and they don't care about you and blah, 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 which I don't believe. right? Right. Um, but that's okay. That's what you're up against at least like, like let them keep you alive and pay them. Right? right. Let them do their job that you think they're doing for greedy selfish reasons, right? Yeah. Great, cool. Guess what? Yeah. You, People all the time are like just doing their job, dude. You know? Right. Do you think that person who brought you your plate of spaghetti at the restaurant?
0: <laughs> they're doing it out of their out of altruism. Yeah, no. Money, man. Money. Here's the other thing. Uh the person that you're believing online who's anti oh, who, who has been sending you that, you know, that email every every week about how the the medical establishment's out to get you and they they're just in it for the for the cash. Why are they sending you that? Yeah. What are they in it for? Yeah.
1: Isn't that the, the goodness
0: of their hearts? Yeah.
1: Isn't that the crazy thing is how willing like how willing people are just to go along with somebody like that who does have demonstrable, you know, profit motive, profit motive.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it It's so hard. And that's, you know, in, a, in your daily life, as you go sort of a, about your business, that's tricky. Uh, when, you know, when you've got a family member who's got some wackadoo belief system, it's hard. But when their real life is at stake. Yeah. When suddenly, you know, the shit hits the fan and there's there's real uh consequences hanging in the balance. Yeah. It becomes a quite a bit of a do. It becomes a bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah. So what you
1: so you're kind of close to a situation like this right now. Like what's yeah. your what's your perspective, Dan? Like what do you Well there's, you, you were talking a lot about sort of I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like sort of compassion and and having like, you know, meeting the person where they're at basically, right? Well, Isn't that what you were saying earlier? Something
0: along those lines? I was saying something like that because there's there's two sides of this coin, right? There is the side of if you can convince your person to, uh, to let go, then yeah, you might actually be able to save their life. If you can convince them that, you know, just do it for me or whatever you need to say to them to get them on board. Uh, that might be worth it, you know, but on the other, on the flip side, you also, there is the risk when someone identifies their identity with a system of beliefs, Hmm. whether it's their religion or, you know, their, their anti-vax stance or whatever, you, by challenging that, by going up against it, you're going to run the risk of alienating yourself from them and, and possibly in the worst, in the time when they most need support. Yeah. So there is a tricky balance to walk where y- you need to decide for yourself, is it worth it? To fight this person and try and, for, try and, you know, knock some sense into them, potentially risking your, uh, your relationship with them. Or can we, there's also an okayness to letting them, knowing that they're damaging themselves, that they're hurting themselves, that they may even kill themselves. Letting them have the thing that makes them feel okay in the world and uh and 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 maintaining a relationship with them, staying in relationship with them. That's some dicey shit. I just don't it's such a hard balance to have. Um I do think that one of the things that we need to realize in this world is that because we think we have the answer doesn't mean that we need to impose it on other people i mean if there's one thing we can learn from how annoyed we feel when christians come at us with all of their bullshit uh one of the things we can learn is other people don't have to believe what we believe and that can actually be okay even if it has more dire consequences than we'd like now if it's affecting like what I'm not talking about is those moments when someone else's belief system is so wacky and they're trying to impose, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to indoctrinate your kids with it while you're not there or whatever. Like that's, there's harm being done to other people in that situation. What I'm talking about is just a person who is, who the harm, if there's harm, it will hit them only. Because they're refusing medicine or
1: treatment or right. whatever this is kind of the scenario. Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah what are your thoughts
1: I, well I was this is not exactly that, but I was kind of in thinking through a scenario of you know one of my parents on their deathbed,
2: mm.
1: you know potentially wanting me to pray with them or whatever sure and and like how how far do you go to stay true to yourself. Yeah. Right. And do you let them die with having maybe a little hope that you'll come around? Oh, he prayed right. with me finally after all these years or whatnot. Right. <laughs> or He's gonna
0: be okay.
1: Or do you just say, <laughs> you know, mom, no, right. Yeah. You can have somebody else come in here and do that. Like you, I, I, I like. I don't know that you would say it exactly like this, but like, I need you to die knowing me. Yeah. Or accept, it can like whatever fucked up relationship we have. Like, let's die with that, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than I mean, some deluded like idea. But then at the same, right. because like like if I thought that there was some consciousness that was going to continue on, maybe some act of I don't know. It's all pretty cold, but I just, I don't know. Like, I think that you have to be true to who you are in those situations. Mm. I haven't been through that situation, but like, I, I, I think I would go into it wanting to, to be true to myself and true to the reality of the, like, you know, of, of who we all are in this room. Right. Yeah, And. You know, you don't have to accept, you know, you, you, you don't have to, I guess, decide to take that medicine that we all, that we all know is going to help you. But, um, like me sitting here and encouraging you to do it, it's because I love you. Right. Right. Like you make your own call, but I'm not going to stop telling you to take your goddamn medicine. (laughs) Right. Right. Like you got another thing coming. If you think I'm going to stop trying to save your life. Right. Like that feels like, it feels like that works too. Yeah. Like, I don't know that we have to like, just get all like, Oh, well, okay. Dad doesn't want to take his medicine. Everybody. Right. Like, I guess we'll just let him be crazy and die.
0: Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. What you just proposed is not let him be crazy and die. (laughs) What you what you proposed is be clear being clear about your position, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a compassionate way to do that. There's a way that says, "I, Dad, you're you're scaring you know, Dad or whomever, right? You're really scaring me, and I don't want you to die." Mm-hmm. and i and and you know, maybe we can have a discussion about why I believe the way I believe and why you believe the way you believe, and I would want you to I want you to feel heard and I want to hear you, and I want you to hear me and you know and why I think that that medicine is the right way to go for you, but in the end, I recognize that this is your decision to make, and that uh and yeah I don't know i I think. I think like, middle ground might yeah.
1: be the the answer. I just think it's hard. Like if somebody was like, "I'm not taking. I I don't want to go through this. I'm I'm ready, right? Like I'm not going to take the medicine, right? Because I'm not going to. I don't. I'm I'm just ready to go. I yeah, can respect that, that, right? That's a different because yeah, the difference. It's, it's Clear eyed, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not taking this medicine because of X, Y, or Z dumb conspiracies. You know, theory. Right. I just can't respect it. Like I I I this is me. I can't get there. I just can't.
0: No, and, and I don't think I'm asking, I, I don't think I'm calling for people to respect beliefs that are not respectable. But I am calling for people to respect humans and humanity. And I think the unfortunate truth of humanity is that uh humans are kind of dumb <laughs> like a lot of the time. Yeah. Um but but their humanity is still to be honored even in their stupidity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so like in the end like we all have to make our own call. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know, like I'm not having, I'm, this is not a moment where it's like Dan has answers about anything. Right. Um, I, I think everyone has to make their own, their own decisions on this stuff. But I also, I also think here's one thing I know for sure. Uh, it is so much harder to get through to a person who doesn't trust that you have heard them. And that you and that you honor them. So I would say, if nothing else, if you want to get through to the person, and you want them to hear and and really sort of soak up what you have to say, and not dismiss you in their brain and and you know not erase in their brain as you as you're saying it, you better listen to them, and you better you better sit down and ask them about their position and why they're there, and. And genuinely listen without an agenda. Just hear them out. Because that's how you thats how you get the safety. Them feeling safe enough. When they feel honored, that's how they feel safe enough to actually hear you out. That's what I'll say. Hmm. You don't have to believe them. No, I, I, for, know, I know. For the love of God, don't believe them. Yeah. Um. But... uh but I think I think that's that's your best bet to actually getting to them either that or yell at them. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, answers. I, I, I like
1: I, I hear what you're saying. I just think that sometimes
0: pigheaded people have to be <laughs> right. Have to be yelled at right. or, you know, do have them declared incompetent and uh, and get power of attorney. That's the uh, that's another option. You can just go the legal route. Just bypass everything.
1: God, why are we trying to keep this person alive? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what I think? I think some of our listeners are going to have lots of things to say about this conversation. <laughs> so uh, I I wish to give you guys the opportunity to chime in. If you would like to chime in, if you would like to, uh, to tell us any of your personal stories, Feel free to do so. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address. Or Colin leaves a voicemail message. The telephone number
1: is 424-666-8442.
0: Yeah! Hey, go to the Facebook page, would you? Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, we got two of them,
1: uh, go to our website, Thank God I'm atheist.com slash members only.
0: Yeah! Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye bye.